The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. Another Tuesday, another episode. This one I think you guys are really, really, really going to enjoy because I'm having Lauren Elizabeth on. If you don't know her from YouTube, maybe you've come across her on Instagram. She's freaking hysterical. Like we just laughed our asses off together and gelled so well. So we will get into that interview a little bit later. But first, let me tell you guys about Mamitas, the presenting sponsor of Tea with Publicity. You guys know I love Mamitas. You know I love tequila. And they merge you know, everything I like into one. Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. It has only 95 calories with a 5% ABV. So, you know, it's always going to get the job done, especially now that we are entering spring and summer's on the horizon. It comes in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. And you can get them in a four pack or an eight pack. It's mucho delicious. It is the beverage I will be drinking all summer. So be sure to get yours and follow them at Drink Mamitas and continue to tag me because I love bonding over tequila with you guys. So like I said, we'll hop into that interview with Lauren Elizabeth in a little bit. But right now I'm just in the studio with Mackenzie and we're going to catch up. What's going on? Nothing much. How are you? Good. I had um, a good weekend. Was yours nice? Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Mine was like... It was low key because it's yeah. like not summer yet. No. But it's like kind of summer. But it's warm out, so you want it to be yeah. summer already. Yeah, exactly. It's like this weird in between. Um, so I went to my shore house with my parents, but like that was kind of boring. So I'm not gonna really bother you guys with that when I have some other life updates that I feel like you'll be more interested in. So first of all, I told you guys last week I started personal training. Um, I went on Thursday last week and I'm still a tiny bit sore and it's Monday (laughs) yeah so um it's gonna be a journey for sure Um, always like the first one back to is the worst because you're just like getting back into it and but the issue is I'm going Monday and Thursday so I'm like if I work out today I'm still gonna be sore on Thursday yeah that's yeah that's true but like (laughs) I I feel like the advice I always hear is like the best thing is just to like keep or keep doing it like that is the only thing that will like help you be less sore yeah which makes no sense but no I'm literally just gonna be sore from here on out yeah exactly like in perpetuity (laughs) um so that went really well I liked my trainer that they matched me up with because he's just like super calming but also kind of motivated me like he just had a really calming presence um so I really like him so I will continue to keep you guys updated there but it kind of feels good to be sore because you're like yes I'm doing something yeah definitely but it kind of sucks when you like can't sit up like you're on the floor and yeah. you're trying to lift yourself up and you're like Aww. yeah like literally dying I've like been so sore sometimes that I when I sneeze and like everything compresses it's like my abs are like oh it, it, it literally hurts to sneeze do you ever get so sore that you can't straighten your arms yeah sometimes like yeah. your elbows are yeah. literally yep just like <laughs> folded in forever yes um so yeah so that's just a little update there okay so this obviously we record mondays comes out tuesdays i'm supposed to have a date tuesday i'm recording this monday i'm going to go ahead and tell you guys I don't think the date is happening for a few reasons. 
in the moment when I was having a conversation with this guy, I thought I was right, but I sent it to a friend and I think they think I overreacted. But I still stand by my reaction. So I want to get a pulse on it. Um, So basically, you guys know I'm trying to dip my toe back into dating. I matched with this guy and he's basically like a carbon copy of the guy that I was talking to that I believe to be a narcissist in terms of like they're from the same country they're both really tall and um they kind of like look alike a little bit so I was like oh my god like what are the chances that this guy is like 2.0 of the other guy so I was like whatever I don't know if that's like my PTSD speaking or Mm -hmm. if I should just like give him the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. So I decided this is the perfect person for me to dip my toe back into dating with because like doesn't matter. I don't want to say too much because if this ever gets back, it's like kind of I don't want to be rude. Yeah, true. but it just like felt like he would be a good time and not necessarily someone I want like to see a long term mm-hmm. relationship with based on literally knowing nothing. Just his pictures and yeah. his I, I don't know. I, again, I don't want to be mean. Um, and it's I'm not even talking about looks because he's attractive. It was more just like the vibe that I got. Yeah. But here's where the issue comes into play. So we're talking on Hinge and he's t- we're talking, 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 and he's not asking me out. Then we get into talking about how like I'm a good cook and he's like, oh, you can cook me dinner sometime. So I was like, this isn't going to be a situation where you just like come to my apartment. Right. On so, the first date. Like- yeah. So I said, which I was proud of myself. I was like, OK, if our first date goes well, then maybe we could discuss the time for me to cook you dinner like oh. I just completely put the ball in yeah. his court yeah and he was like all right how's next week oh. so I was like oh that was yeah. like good because I wanted to lay out the fact that like you need to t- take me out yeah exactly and so I thought that was really good stand by that no problems there yeah then we moved on to text message and because we're from different countries I feel as though our humor was getting lost in translation yeah like I was being like witty and sarcastic and I think he was being but I was mistaking his for being rude and he was mistaking mine for being rude I think yeah and like over messages you can never tell because what wound up happening basically so after we set a date then we moved to text message which I would have preferred to just stop talking at that point Mm -hmm. that day then maybe checked in and then went on the date yeah I don't like talking to someone non-stop before you go on a date because then you kind of have nothing to talk about yeah true like save it for the date and then sometimes you have more chemistry in text than you even do in real life yeah and then you meet and it's like a dud yeah so it's like let's not even go there mm-hmm. let's just meet and see if we vibe so he said okay he said a few things that I found to be immediate red flags mm-hmm. that said I'm looking to date not to marry this like anyone that I'm dating right now right. I just want to get back out there so I ignored all the red flags because I don't care. Right. Yeah. It doesn't because matter. I just want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So a few things to me were kind of a red flag. So I think that's what put me on the defense a little bit. Yeah. And then he said something which I also thought was another red flag. He was like, I'm really funny. Like, I'll make you crack up all night. And I'm like, you can't say you're funny. You just have to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's definitely not funny if he's saying like, he's who? funny. And he was, like, really selling me on it. He's like, you'll be on the floor. You'll be. Oh. But, like, his texts weren't funny. Yeah. So I was like, what yeah. are you saying? But in my head, I'm like, at the very least, we'll laugh. Yeah. So then he said something. He said something about, I've been told I look like a fuck boy. Oh. What? And I thought that was a really weird thing to say. Yeah. Because why are you already giving me why that you impression? Up? Yeah. 
So I said, it's the pink shorts in your photo. I thought that <laughs> yeah, was that's, funny. Like, that's hilarious. They were like douchey shorts. Oh, yeah. My roommate and I were talking over the weekend, like the salmon colored like shorts is like fret. Like you're you're in a fret if you wear exactly. those shorts like 100%. It's not even a question. 100%. But I think that's American culture. Yes. Oh, is like, my yeah, point. Definitely. So, so he I, was probably confused. I think he was confused why I'm calling out the shorts. Yeah. That's my exact point. Yeah. Like that's frat boy culture. But like yeah. in whatever, I'm just in the UK, they don't have. Right fucking frats salmon and shorts and like college like that yeah so i said uh he said wait what <laughs> and i said i'm saying the pink shorts in your photo they're fuckboy shorts but i'm just messing with you and then he said oh period those shorts period i love those shorts oh my god okay <laughs> so well. now i was like oh my god i insulted him yeah and then he said this you know where those shorts look better though and in my head i was like Ew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where like, are you we going? haven't met, and now you're trying to sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, wouldn't that give you sex vibes? Uh, oh, 100%. I was like, my face, my face was like, where, yeah. what's going to happen right now? So I wrote, this took a turn <laughs> because, like, I'm just not in the, you know, like, no, I'm no. not in the mood for this. And he said, you don't know what I'm going to say, though. So I just played along. Yeah. I said, where do they look better? Yeah. And he said, in my wardrobe. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? Like, in other words, they, that's how, like, British people say closet. But, like, in other words, oh, oh. he was saying, like, they're ugly, too. They belong in my closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, so I was playing, so I put the laughing emoji. I said, haha, okay, good save. Yeah. And then he said, I don't know what you're insinuating. So I felt like he was trying to gaslight me yeah. for insinuating that he was making, like, a sex joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. But I can't tell if he was playing and if I was playing. Right. Like, somewhere along the way, the joking, he thought I was insinuating that he was, like, coming on to me, but he just told me he was a fuckboy, and then he made the comment about yeah, the shorts. Yeah. So then I reacted, and then he was gaslighting me into being like, what are you insinuating? Right. So I was already getting, like, really weird vibes, yeah. and then I was just like, all right, it was nice chatting. I'm going to go to sleep, speak soon. And he was like... All right, talk soon. And we just have never oh spoken my gosh. again. When was that? Um, before the weekend, maybe like oh, okay. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, that is that is very strange. But it's also so hard with text messaging because like, yeah, you never know what the person's tone is because it's just a message. Yeah, because I was being funny by being like, way to save yourself. And he was like, what are you insinuating? So I was like, is he kidding? Because yeah. he could have been kidding. Like, what are you insinuating? Yeah, like, right. It exactly. could have all been like banter, but... Because you don't know tone. Mm -hmm. Like, I was kind of feeling on the defense. Because yeah. I'm like, are you trying to gaslight me? Right. And you also don't know him. So you don't know his humor. Like, you don't know exactly, like, what he would be joking about specifically. Yeah, so safe to say, I don't think we're going out, even <laughs> though we were supposed to go out Tuesday. Because that was our last conversation. And, like, it didn't go very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mixed signals. I had seems. to tell you guys because I was just like, this is... I don't know. Maybe he's a great guy. Like he might, we might have just, our, I think our communication just, we weren't picking up what each other was saying. Yeah, yeah. I really think sometimes that happens with like cultural differences. Yes. And it's like hard when you don't know someone either because you don't like know their attitude or like their tone or anything. I was like, what the hell? That's so funny. Um, I don't know though. He might have been joking and I might have just been taking it too seriously. I, I really right. have no idea. And also he might be thinking the same thing like, oh, she's mad at me now. That's or what something. I think kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. I think we both like were misunderstanding each yes, other. 100%. Whereas I think in person we would have laughed it off because you could tell someone's like demeanor. Yeah. And, tone yeah 100%. yeah so I was supposed to have my first date didn't have a date um like my first date in a while so I'll keep you guys posted um after that I kind of like didn't go on dating apps for like three days because I 
this is my issue I get like trauma like if if someone like ghosts me then I'll just like stop dating for three months like I don't know what not ghost me but just in dating in general if something weird happens I like retract yeah which I need to not do Mm -hmm. because you can't let like one instance like affect your whole life yes exactly so Mm -hmm. I need to I'll get back on it tonight I'll try to set up another date (laughs) um and then when I actually go on a date, like, I don't know how much I'm going to share. I'll tell you guys, obviously, but I've learned that the T-Tribe is, like, grade A detectives. So I'm a little nervous if I start liking someone for them to be dug into. Exposed. Yeah. <laughs> or for them to, like, know that I'm talking about them on my podcast that make, make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, guys, you're on this journey with me because... I'm kind of an open book and can't keep my mouth shut, so it's going to be a problem. Right. If they can't understand, then they're not. I just need it's someone that's going to, like, be like, okay, fine, you could talk about me. Yeah, but like, confident in his own. Don't say X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah, don't say, say his name, but, yeah, no, it's fine. It's okay. Um. So, I do have an update with the Mirror Saga. It is coming tomorrow. So, my drop-off window is, like, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., so... By tomorrow, the mirror should be in my apartment. Let's hope it looks good. Um, I feel like we're finally closing that chapter. And if you're new here and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go to the highlight in my Instagram. Um, It's called like the mirror saga. And um, we went on a, a wild ride together. So that's coming. And then I did want to tell you guys a few things about just like self-care wellness because I feel like we haven't had a check-in um, in a while. So Two things that I do for myself that I think you guys should do and implement if if you're feeling like you need something is I set um, two daily reminders that go off in my phone daily. So I have one reminder that goes off at 10 a.m. every single day since the new year that says don't spend another year doing the same shit because my year of 2021 is progress. I just want to make progress in my life career, personal, physical, everything, mental. So I already feel like I've actually checked off so many things on my like manifestation board and um, what's it called vision board so far this year. But that reminder goes off every single day, 10 a.m. just to remind me, don't do the same shit. Like it is time to move forward. So that goes off. And then at 3 p.m. I added another alarm that goes off and it just says check in. And what I do is I take a deep breath. You guys could do it with me now. I go. And that's my breath. My friend Jill told me to do that. And it kind of just like centers you. And that's my 3 p.m. check-in. And then I reevaluate where I am. So I'm like, okay, 3 p.m. How do I feel about today? Have I, am I anxious? Have I been eating nutritious foods? Am I feeling like I'm lazy? Am I feeling motivated? Just like, where am I? Check in with yourself, take your deep breath, and then you keep it moving. So if you guys need a little bit of inspiration, I think that um, you should also set alarms. Pro tip. And then another thing, I'm thinking about um, asking our merch department here if I could come out with a notebook. I think it would be really cute to come out with self-care club and manifest notebooks 
because I love to journal. It's something that like makes me feel so centered. I'll take my journal. I'll walk to the water. I'll just write down my feelings. And I think it could be cool if it's something that the tea tribe kind of like does as a community. Like we all promise to, you know, at least once a week or once a day, write down our thoughts and just like do something good for our mental health. So maybe I'll launch a notebook um, just so we could all kind of be on the same page. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. Um, so yeah, I think that could be really cool. I need to come up with a name for it. Like, you know, Manifestation Monday. I'll think on it. Oh, that's okay. Let me know if you guys have any like or like tea tribe tuesday oh that's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) true intentions tuesday i don't know dm me on instagram and and let me know i would love um to like make it a little habit for all of us okay and lastly let's see what else is on my list here if you guys saw my lists of like updates i just keep a running list on my phone (laughs) that's like things to talk about on the podcast and as i do things i just add it sometimes i want to post them because it's funny it will be like dating 2.0 hibley yeah two day alarms (laughs) like i don't know they're so funny yeah um so lastly i just want to tell you guys that my merch is out so as we talk about manifestation and self-care and all these things my new spring summer line is out we have the manifest t-shirt the underdressed and stressed long sleeve shirt the self-care club matching yellow set Everything. Merch is out. So go cop yours and make sure you tag me when it comes in so we can match a little bit and just be on the same page. Okay, guys. So I am going to hop into my interview with Lauren Elizabeth. Stick around after for the Ask Alyssa segment and then we will spill some tea and I have some major hibblies this week. So I can't wait to get to it. Okay, guys. I am here with Lauren Elizabeth super excited to chat um I've been watching your vlogs and I'm so into them oh my god thank you so much (laughs) you got your start on YouTube that's like your your stick right yeah I've been on YouTube since 2011 so that's like literally makes me a grandma um and it was you know it was like back when like you weren't like making money on YouTube you know mm. it was just like I was in high school and I was bored and I saw like a couple girls doing like what's in my bag videos and I was like that's fun I have a purse and I was grounded <laughs> and my mom was like do something with your life and I was like you do something with your life and I slammed my door and I started a YouTube channel that's amazing um it's crazy because you're still like super young. How old are you? I'm actually 26 and three quarters, but I'm a little bit past the three quarter mark now. So I'm really nervous. I turned 27 in exactly two months. Yeah. So I just turned 30 in January and like 26 to go. I feel like you've lived 90 million lives, which is like why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I'm like this girl for the like young age of 26 has lived a million lives so from what I know and then you you fill in the details but you were living with a boyfriend you went through a breakup you just bought a house you've gone sober it's like what haven't you done it's I feel like it's so wild it's literally like I remember during the pandemic I looked at my brother and I was just like when is it going to stop? Like, when am I going to have to like stop dealing with bullshit and like being go, getting on the internet? Like I've been getting on the internet since I was 16 being like, okay guys, spoiler alert, like I'm depressed. And then it was like, spoiler alert, I'm this like spoiler alert. 
And I was just like, when is it going to stop? And he was like, I think like you've made it, like you're through it and you've shared your story. And then boom, like three months later, like I get my heart broken and I have to like move and like all this shit. And I'm like, it doesn't stop. So, you know, it's fine. We're all going (laughs) to be fine. But I definitely feel like a grandma for sure. But you talk so much about mental health, which I love. We talk about a lot here. Have you always kind of dealt with mental health, like even from a young age? Or some people are like, I just started feeling it for the first time during COVID. I'm like, wow, must be nice. Oh <laughs> like God, that know, it came on right? later in life. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's people are like I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I understand anxiety now. And I'm like, yeah, imagine what it's like for people that like already have anxiety, putting like the pandemic on top of it. I was like, at least you know what like our daily lives feel like now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had always struggled with mental health from like a younger age. And so when I started my YouTube channel, it was like also like everyone was kind of like being like super like perfect on the internet. And so I just felt like after I started gaining like a, a small following, I mean, at the time it was, you know, quote unquote big, but comparatively to now, like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you know, like there were people that like, quote unquote, looked up to me and I just felt like a fraud. Like I just felt I can't put on this image and have girls think that this is something that they have to aspire to be like I'm like I'm not even like that and so it just felt really inauthentic from like the get-go before there was any you know chatter about authenticity on the internet um and so I like had always been dealing with it and I pretty much like right when I was 19 started talking about it on the internet just because I wanted to you know like make sure that girls knew that they didn't have to be perfect or aspire to be like me when like I wasn't even like the person I was pretending to be on the internet and I mean still to this day like those are the the dms I get and it just kind of like always resonates with like a why I keep doing what I do and b that like you know it's I can stress so much about what outfit posts I'm gonna do yet like all my dms are about like anxiety and stuff you know what I mean it yeah there's such a fine line because I feel like you could live a life that's like fun and liking fashion and being outgoing and doing all these things, but like still battling demons inside. Like, I don't think they go hand in hand. And I think sometimes when people only show the good parts of themselves on social media, it's easy for the public to be like, wow, you're so lucky you have it made when it's like, yeah, like part of my life is that way. But like the other part of my life is like me in bed crying or like riddled with anxiety. Yeah. I always say like, uh, like even when I bought my house recently, I was like, listen, like I'm so grateful and so fortunate. And I like always just like to put it in perspective because I, I always say like, I've been working since I was 16 years old. Like it took me 10 years to be able to afford a house just because I'm young you have to put into perspective that this has taken me 10 years of my career so just Mm -hmm. it's just a different age like if you started your career at 26 and 10 years was 36 like it's still like the same accomplishment I guess and so I always Mm -hmm. just like to put it in perspective of like this is what's really going on of like yes I bought a house I worked really hard I'm very grateful I know I'm very fortunate however like buying this beautiful house does not cure my depression and like it shouldn't have to like if I'm saying like I'm crying in bed if I say I'm like crying in bed and you dm me saying well you have a beautiful house it's like 
okay, well, you clearly don't understand mental health at all. And it's, it's easy yeah. to put it in perspective when you think of like, cause I even had that moment and I understand where people are coming from. You know, I saw that Kendall Jenner is doing some mental health series with Vogue and, you know, for someone like me, I see that. And like, I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of annoying because she's saying that, you know, she started having anxiety two years ago and now she's like this advocate for mental health. And then my logical side comes in, not like my human natural, like ego jealousy mm -hmm. logical side comes in and I'm like, okay, she's like a really big celebrity. And I'm sure that she's actually raising awareness and getting the message out there just because she might not be what I think is the perfect spokesperson. I don't know her. Like, I don't know I mean, I'm sure in her position, she has depression and anxiety. I would hate to be Kendall Jenner because that fame looks horrible. And so it's like, who am I to judge yeah. and all that stuff? But I, I understand where like the ego and like the kind of trollness comes into play because I'm that bitch sitting on the couch being like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like Kendall Jenner, I'm so jealous. So I get it. Yeah. Sorry, am I allowed to yeah. share? Oh yeah, girl, let it out. I totally agree, but... It's so funny because I sometimes look at celebrities and I'm like, they're the most unhappy oh, yeah. because like, like look at all of the child actors and like where they are now and what they've been through. Like Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Justin Bieber. It's like fame to me doesn't, and money doesn't like equate to happiness. So I try to give everyone like a pass because I'm like, you don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes yeah. for you specifically. Was it? hard to you had a breakup someone that you were dating kind of long term and then you had then you decided to buy a house was it hard buying a house as a single woman oh my god I mean it was I mean I'm not gonna lie like it's the same thing super grateful yeah but yeah it's you know it was that kind of moment where I, I grew up in the midwest and I you know I I thought as a 16 year old, I'd, you know, get married in my twenties and buy a house with my husband. Like, I'm just like that girl. And so, yeah, I, it felt lonely. It felt, it, it was like, yes, this is a smart thing to do with my money, but like, damn, like I didn't think yeah. that I'd be doing this alone. Like I thought that I'd have a partner. I thought I'd have someone to help me and help me financially carry that like big weight, help me emotionally like decide move in and then you're literally signing so many pieces of paper and I had to mark single so many times <laughs> literally was like what the fuck I was like why does the need to know that I'm single I was so mad I was just like check the box check the box I was like yes I'm single yes I'm miss like it was so annoying so it was like this it was like just thrown in my face it's not even just like what you think like oh yeah like was it hard being single it's like no like the bank wanted to know escrow wanted to know. like the seller wanted to know like everyone needed to know that I was single on the fucking yep. work everyone okay that's like one time I went to like 10 doctors in one week because I was like having some weird thing go on and every doctor would be like are you pregnant and I'm like no are you pregnant no finally by the eighth time I was like there's no way I'm fucking pregnant like, oh God, I've done that before I literally screamed at someone one time being like am I mother Teresa like literally I was like it, like am I like the virgin Mary because like there's no way yeah. I'm pregnant unless like Jesus like is coming out of the so can you fucking stop asking me? Like, oh my God. My mom like literally asked me this morning and I was like, mom, 
how are you pregnant right now? How are you- it's like, unless, unless it's an immaculate conception, like there's no way. Listen, like I'm down to go down in the history books as like second immaculate conception, but I don't think that's happening. So please shut the fuck up. I'm single and not pregnant. Okay. I know. I totally, totally relate. So I'm single. I live in my, I don't own my place, but I rent in New York in like a one bedroom by myself. And I kind of have this thing. And I'm wondering if you feel this way too, where I'm like, now that it's decorated how I want it to be, it's like the thought of someone else putting their clothes in like my organized closet. It's like, do you feel this kind of like weird sense of if you start dating someone, it's like no longer your house. Like you have to make your house theirs too. And like, that's kind of awkward also. This is exactly why I'm embracing being single. I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like you're shared the closet and like your shit is going to be all over my house and I'm going to have to clean it up. Like that's something that helps me sleep at night is knowing that like I can be my OCD self and like not have to clean up someone else's stuff and like share. And I always say, I'm like, Lauren, the next person you meet, you might like literally spend the rest of your life with them. So like enjoy this clean space until there's like a dirty boy and children running around and you're going to look at yeah. this time and be like, oh, remember my beautiful house when I was single? Yeah, there's going to be like sports memorabilia like hung on a wall. <laughs> like literally like you should see me on Hinge. I'm like, okay, you're holding a fish. Bye. Like, okay, you're if you're taking a mirror pic with your shirt off, goodbye. Like, it's just, uh, we have no time for that, okay? Oh, the the criteria is an extreme. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't like your job. Like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Like, where'd you go to college? What's your job? I, I literally am like, is everyone lying about their height? Because, like, if you're five, <laughs> I don't believe you. Like, I don't. Wait, so what do you have your job listed as on dating apps? Okay. I love this question. It's been a long journey for me on Hinge because I yeah. have had to, I've had to reach out to many a friend. Um, and every time I showed in the past, like three months, every time I've showed someone my Hinge profile, like one of my girlfriends, they're like, no, they're like, your Hinge profile literally sucks. So I have finally, as of two weeks ago, I finally settled on my perfect Hinge profile and I've recruited people from all over the country. I've showed my New York friends, my Chicago friends, my LA friends. It is in a beautiful spot. Okay. It's at first, like it's, it doesn't scream influencer. It it screams Mm. like normal girl, but like cute, normal girl. Um, I did put the college down that I went to for a year to make me look smart. Um, and (laughs) occupation is founder and mental health advocate, which like, isn't a lie. It's not. I love that. It sounds like Wait. way more legit than I am, but like, it's a lie, kind of, right? It makes it sound like you founded a mental health company, which is smart because then it gives me like doctor vibes, right? It's like it gives it like I like help people like in an everyday like hands-on space where like in reality like I upload a podcast talking about mental health and I curse. <laughs> a lot like okay so mine mine now I used to do when I was just like an influencer full-time I did entrepreneur because like you know oh my god I'm already saying thank god you changed it no (laughs) I changed it well because I didn't want to put like blogger I think that's so tacky I know but like think about when you see guys with entrepreneur I'm like you don't have a job 
I know. But in my head, I was like, I rather than think I'm like smart than think I'm vapid is what my thought process. Okay. So, so I changed now. it. So now, because if, if I were to put that I work at a sports company, that's like all guys will be like, oh my God, sports. So I don't put that. Okay. So now what I put is it's so like has no, it's so discreet. It's just digital media at media company because like they I don't want to put the company name and I don't want to put like podcast host okay but that makes you look like you're a big time producer it does it's like no but I feel like digital media could be anything you could like literally work at Yahoo like we don't know yeah so I think that's like where I've landed because it's like discreet yes I love that and I think it's like really important to focus on the prompts because the prompts weed out the dweebs. Like, that's what I've found. Like, my mm-hmm. prompts aren't telling you about me. My prompts are seeing how you respond so I can tell if you're a loser before I have to find out in real life. That's what I figured out. Yeah. But I do have a story that I don't know if I'm ready to share, but if you want me to share it, I feel like it's- I, I really want you to. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you probably had an idea of what this podcast title was going to be. And I'm about to flip it on its head because <laughs> I got catfished last week. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it. So, okay. So I talked to this guy from Hinge for mm-hmm. literally 10 days, like 10 fucking days. And I was going to go on a date with him. And we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And literally, like, 30 minutes before the date, I'm, like, sitting with my mom. Like, my whole family is in town. And I'm, like, he's, like, not responding. Like, what's going on? And, like, keep in mind, like, I was excited. Like, this is so embarrassing. And, like, we had, like, talked on the phone. Like, this is so embarrassing. And I call him, and it's a busy signal. And I'm, like, What? (laughs) And so I call him again and it's a busy signal. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we call from my brother's girlfriend's phone, like star 67 and it ring, 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 no busy signal. And it goes to voicemail. So then we call from another phone, ring, 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 goes to voicemail. And keep in mind, his texts were always green. So it wasn't an, like, it wasn't an iPhone. And so my brother's girlfriend, like, she's like, oh, like my dad's a cop. She's like, this is like, it's green because he's using a blocked number. So we start Googling him. We start reverse image searching him. Like nothing is coming up. And so I'm in a Facebook group from the Morning Toast called like the TIA, where it's like the intelligence agency. And it's all these fucking girls from across (laughs) the country that literally find out shit. So I post all of his photos. And his Hinge profile. And it's like from my personal Facebook. So it's like my real last last name. And I'm like, hey, girls, like, I need you. Some of you may know me as Lauren Elizabeth. Like, hi, yeah, we can all get catfished. I literally think I got catfished. These girls went to fucking work. Like, literally, they found the fake Facebook profile. One girl, like, literally has a brother in London who recognized him. That's not his real name. Not the photo. (laughs) Like, I literally, first of all, I exposed myself to an entire Facebook community. And they were like, did you give me your address? Like, da 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 like reverse number search him. I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. I figured out that um, that I literally did a reverse phone number search. I figured out that it was like someone in Newport Beach by the name of like Josh or something. Like it wasn't his real name. And I have no idea who I was talking to for 10 days. Still. I don't get his end game because like, I why talk if you're going to go? Well, it's I like, don't get it. It's like. 
I'm like, okay, like, so you catfished me. Like you clearly used someone else's pictures. And like looking back, like, it's just like so weird. Like I should have realized that some of the stuff didn't totally add up to the hinge profile. Mm. And like some of the pictures, I was like, you look like a little different in this picture, but like, you're a boy. And like, yeah, it's so embarrassing. And like, no, almost- it isn't because it like, happens. No, almost- it seriously happens. No, it doesn't. I'm literally the biggest <laughs> on the fucking planet. I got catfished. Everyone be careful. So now I have like an app for like a reverse phone number search. Like I literally have, I made an account. Like I am ready to go. I mean, I literally just like want to hide in a hole. Like I'm single for the rest of my life. Like, oh, do you want to like co-parent a child? Like what are we going to do? I can't. Wait, while we're talking about dating, I do want to transition into you being sober. But this brings up an interesting question. Do you identify on your profile that you don't drink and do you like what kind of dates do you suggest like have you had any nervousness around dating and bringing that up I I definitely was like when my ex and I broke up because I was like I haven't I've genuinely like never like quote unquote actually dated like I have just met people through mutual friends in LA for the past Mm. nine years and like I'm at this point where it's like I don't really want to like I kind of just want to find a good guy you know what I mean I'm like this hasn't worked out well for me um and so I actually put like on the hinge that I drink like sometimes just because I'm more like like sober curious in a sense of like I'm not uncomfortable around people drinking at all like I know one day like I might drink again when I'm like when I'm like in a healthier place like for me it's like one day at a time and my sobriety like got me through literally the hardest year of my life and I it's just like not something that like I'm like, this is my entire identity. You know what I mean? And it's not like a deal breaker for me if someone does drink because and for some people it is, you know, cause like they can't be around it. And it's like, fair journey is like so different. And I know like it makes people really, really uncomfortable to be around people that are drinking. And it actually makes me more uncomfortable if people weren't drinking because I was there. Like that is exactly yeah. why that's like it's like one of my biggest character defects is being a people pleaser and like not put it like putting myself before other people but like you don't you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable yeah exactly yeah that makes me more uncomfortable yeah seeing someone drink so for me it's like I don't want to like be like we can't go out to drinks because just because like I'm not going to drink doesn't mean that like it's a different like it makes it like a different vibe and it's like I still kind of want that relaxed vibe So for me, it's like, I think it's my advice for people is to like, really obviously like follow your own like gut. And for me, that's my gut. And there's so many different, like there's even like, if you're like out at a bar with your friends, like just like getting, like I was in Cabo and I was literally drinking sparkling water with lime juice, like with like salt on the rim, like lime. And it, cause it just feels like fancy, you know, like it's, yeah, it's not like a social sentence. It's just, it's it's easy. And I think honestly, like dating people sober, it just kind of, it, it makes me realize like what I want. And it's, you know, I think you get to this point where you're really confident in yourself and you know that you don't need alcohol and it just becomes this like fun, like, Oh, I'm confident and like take it or leave it. And it's, it's not as hard as I honestly thought it would be to be completely honest. That's great. I mean, I think 
I think the thing with like so like sobriety in general is it looks so different for every single person that sometimes as a person that doesn't have an issue with like substances it's hard for you to understand because like I've seen so many people like people that drink every single day a lot but then they're functioning and they're fine and then there's people that can't have a sip and then there's people that are open like there's so many different ways that people deal with it and it's personal to each person so like sometimes it's kind of just like you have to do what's right for you and just be like this is my truth and the hell with everyone else yeah I think it's like also um kind of like this saying of like you have the right to course correct change your mind and make choices and I think for me it's really been this like beautiful like just kind of like awakening through all this shit that I've been through of like oh, like I can make my own choices and I can choose for myself and I can live for myself. Cause like I was in, you know, this like four year relationship where I was never choosing for myself, like anything. And I was people, I was pleasing someone and I was doing things for someone else. And the farther away I got from it, I was like, oh, like I'm not a horrible person. And like, I do have great qualities and like, I can be confident in myself and I can just be myself. And like, people will still love me and like me. And it's, it's really cool to be able to not be so just kind of, it's like almost like what we were talking about earlier, where it's like you, you know, you're 16, you think you're going to be married in your twenties and just being like, it's okay that I'm not. And like, it's okay that I am who I am today and I'm going to make a choice and I'm just going to see how it turns out. Like not putting all this pressure on yourself, whether it's in dating or sobriety or like life choices or anything, just like knowing you can live your life like one day at a time. Obviously it's so different when you're under a microscope because you put your life on the internet. But in my personal life, it's really been just this huge like mood booster and confidence booster of like, I can live my life for myself and make my own choices. Like there's there's no one I have to answer to like no one and it's take it or leave it you know I think there's something so um empowering about like standing in like being single like you I feel like I've been single for a while but at this point I'm like I know me Mm. and I know what I want and I like I feel like my single years of like independence has made me prepared for when I meet that person to settle down with because I know exactly who I am. I've done the self-work. I've done all of these things versus if I, I think if I had stayed in my long-term relationship or just jumped from relationship to relationship, I would have never probably done the self-work that I've been forced to do as a single person. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally that's kind of why I'm, you know, I'm having so much fun like going on dates and stuff. But it's like, part of me is like, I don't even want to like jump right back into a relationship because like I am doing all that self-work and I'm learning so much about myself. And it's exactly what you said. Like, imagine if, if you did jump right back, like right back back in and who like you wouldn't have grown so much. I think it's such like a powerful stage of life because you learn so much through the grieving process and the healing process. And then once you like get into that, like confident self-work, I like read in this book that this one woman in like uh, Gabby Bernstein's book, it's called The Universe Has Your Back. And she tells this story about one of her friends that couldn't meet the right guy. And it's kind of like a book that's like all about like kind of manifesting, but I I relate to it a little bit more because I'm not as like woo-woo, like I'm not sticking crystals up my vagina. But 
she said something of like, I'm like her manifestation mantra was like, I'm just preparing for my future husband. It's like, that's it. Like, I'm just, I'm working on myself so that when that happens, like I'm prepared, like, not that you're like necessarily just manifesting love, but you're like manifesting mm-hmm. the self-work in the meantime. And so like, whenever I go on a bad date or like, I get like let down or something, I'm like, cool. Like, I'm just still on the path for like my future partner. Like it's going to happen when it happens. And this is just a part of the process. And like, just trusting that like there is a plan and like I'm not in control, like really just surrendering, but also like living and making choices for myself. In the meantime, you learn so much. So it's like, instead of like throwing this fucking pity party 24 seven, like it's like you're saying, like stand in your power, like stand in your singleness. Like it's literally like such a gift, honestly. I know it sounds lame, but like some people don't have that. You know, some people have their, a different journey and a different path. But I think that this one is like, a really powerful one for like, you know, creating you into the best, like most confident woman you can be, which I know scares a lot of guys, but Hey, that's why we're. <laughs> I know it's so true. There's, there's like this misconception, not misconception. There's like this thing that we're taught where it's like, don't be too available, but it's like, but then don't be too much of like a boss bitch because if you're too powerful, then people are intimidated by you. And it's like, which one is it? It's like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I, the person that my partner is going to like me where I'm at, what I'm doing, support my career. Like, I'm not going to change myself to make you feel more comfortable because maybe we're the breadwinners or we're, you know, in the public a little bit more. It's like the person that's meant to be with us is going to be like, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah. Uh You you know, it's like literally I was saying, I was like, my top three things is a, you worship the ground I walk on. B, you're obsessed with me and C, like we make decisions together for us and we both want the same thing. Like we agree. And I think that like, it's like where I'm at now, it's like any advice I can give is like, if you're changing for someone, it's never going to work. And if it does work, you're going to be miserable. And I spent four years of my life changing for someone and it didn't work and it was miserable. And like, I'm never doing that again. And did I learn the hard way? Sure. But like, now I have all of these life lessons. And it's like you said, I'm you're the person that I'm supposed to be with is going to come to my life, accept me exactly as I am where I'm at. And we can just grow together. Like I'm, if I'm too much of a boss bitch for you, that's your fucking problem. Like, see, yeah, that's your insecurity. Like literally, like I, I, I was on a date with some guy and I said something and I was like, oh yeah, if like, that's a deal breaker for you. Like, honestly, this was fun. But like, if, if there's no second date, like, and I was like joking, you know what I mean? I was like, if it's yeah. for you, like, that's totally fine. Like you're still paying for the drinks. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, just, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I literally don't care. I don't care. I think the best way to go into dating is to literally not give a shit. Guys, we try to tame like our quote unquote crazy. And we try to like act, like put our best foot forward. Guys love when girls are just like out of control they're like oh my god like she's fun yes. I love the crazy Let me and I feel you, like- it worked I was making out on the side of the street I literally told my friends I was like you guys I just made out with someone on the side of the street they're like what and I was like I'm out of control like literally just be out of control that's all my advice for you be out of control yeah no, it's so, it's so, so true. Um, this was amazing. I think you're so great. And like, now we're going to be friends. Because... Um, I'm obsessed with you and <laughs> be best friends. You're coming to my podcast because we have so much more to talk about. I know. I feel like I could talk for hours. I know. Like literally like, uh, so should we just start a podcast together and talk forever? Like that's kind of where I'm at. 
<laughs> no, it's so true. Um, where could everyone follow you, watch your vlogs, all of the whole nine? Uh, just, you know, type in, I suggest Instagram. You type Lauren Elizabeth and you'll see my podcast like linked there. It's mood with Lauren Elizabeth. It's basically kind of how we're talking right now. You'll hear a similar episode when we record together because I'm forcing that. <laughs> so just Lauren Elizabeth on everything, YouTube, podcast, the whole works. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay, guys, Ask Alyssa, let's get into it. Thank you guys so much for continuously writing in and just like being so honest and open with me. I really, really appreciate it and appreciate the fact that you guys even care about my advice because let's face it, I'm a professional and I've no, I'm not a professional and I have no (laughs) idea what I'm saying. Um, Okay. Ask Alyssa. Hi, I'm 31 years old and I would really love to find love, but I just feel so overwhelmed by online dating. I'm not comfortable in my own body. I've gained lots of weight during quarantine and I know I need to be more self-confident. I want to settle down, but I just find it daunting swiping left to right, interacting over a phone. I'd much rather meet a man in person, but that's too hard. I feel like I'm the last one in my friend group to have a boyfriend, get engaged, married, and have kids, and I hope my turn is soon. Any advice you can give me on overcoming my fear of online dating or other ways to meet would be great. P.S. I'm back in college for nursing, but since class has been online, I haven't met anyone at school and I think I'm older than most anyway. Side note, I love your advice and your podcast. It's something I look forward to each week. Thank you. I'm in the same boat as you, girlfriend. I mean, I'm 30. I'm single. Online dating is super freaking daunting. I think although you don't like it and myself as well. You just have to give it a chance because like in today's society, like 50% of people, I don't know if this is a real stat, but like what seems like 50% of people are meeting each other on online dating apps. Yeah, definitely. So it's like, I definitely do think you can meet someone that way. Um, I do think school would be a great place for you. But like you said, maybe they're younger and you're not going in right now. The only light at the end of the tunnel is the fact that now that people are vaccinated and going out, I do think we're going to have a pretty regular summer. You maybe have more opportunity to meet people in real life. And then also about confidence. I've been working a lot on self-confidence with my um, therapist because it's just something that I've been lacking since I put on weight. And the most interesting thing happened to me. So I started to just like feel more confident even though nothing physically changed like it's just a mindset yeah you're just like you just kind of like be like I accept myself like believe it yeah Yeah. and once you start believing it I noticed the other night when I was at a bar with my friends I mean granted like not interested but this guy came up and talked to me Mm -hmm. two people yeah and I was saying to my therapist I was like it didn't matter what I looked like. Like they still were coming up to me. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, because you had that mental shift and your energy's better. Mm-hmm. She was like, when you're in your head thinking about your weight and your body and how you look, you're closed off like energetically. Yeah. Like you're sitting there and you're internalizing everything versus being open. And because you didn't care and you just felt so open, other people were attracted to you. Yeah. I believe that to be true. So even if you're not happy with where you are right now, you have to try to get that mental piece of like, I could be loved at any size. I can meet someone. It doesn't matter what I look like. It's, you know, as long as I love myself, other people will love me. So try to just believe that, feel that, give out like those good vibrations as Chloe last week would have said. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll attract someone that um, 
just sees you for your like who you are and your confidence yeah I agree I definitely like confidence is like almost like fake it till you make it and then like once you just keep doing that you'll 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 believe it at a certain point like mm-hmm. you just have to like walk into the room and be like all right i'm the hottest bitch in this room it's and so then, true. like people will be like oh shit look at her you know yeah. what I mean? it attract it's like a magnet yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah it, it's really crazy how when you're confident doors open right. for you it's like easier said than done you just gotta have that energy that people like you said will like be more so open to it no, I 100% agree. And like I saw it happen for me. And not to say I don't have bad days or good days, but I'm on this like journey of just like being content. And I think it's really working. So I hope that you find that piece too. And I totally understand every single one of my college friends is married. One has a baby. A few will probably start trying soon. Of my home friends that I grew up with, I'd say 50% of us are single. So that's a little bit easier for me. But I just try to tell myself, like, this is my path and this is my journey and I know what's going to happen for me. And I I don't take being single for granted. Like, I think being single for so many years has, like, really let me know who I am. So also, like, times are changing. Like, people don't get married at, like, 26 anymore. And so that, true. It's, it's getting older and older. Like, you shouldn't be, like, ashamed or nervous just because you're in your 30s, like, there's plenty of time. <laughs> I 100% agree. It, like times are really changing exactly, when it comes to that. Exactly. Okay, next question. I'm just doing these in order. So it's kind of ironic because some of them have like similar themes, but these are just what you guys submit to me. Hi, I just want to say I love the podcast. I'm looking for some advice regarding body positivity. I have had body issues my whole life. I've struggled with disordered eating and body dysmorphia since I can remember. I'm now four months pregnant and this is the first time in probably 10 years that I haven't been on some sort of diet or strict eating regimen. I'm super worried about this being amplified once I have my baby because my body will be so different. I'm also so worried about passing these traits on to my baby girl. Any advice would be so helpful. Wow. So... Again, I am not a professional, so take what I say, um, consult a doctor. Mm -hmm. But what I believe is that it is a blessing that you're pregnant after struggling with eating issues your whole life. And the fact that you're pregnant with your baby and you are not restricting yourself is the biggest blessing in disguise because that's what you should be doing. And even if your body looks different when you're done with the baby – that is the biggest blessing because you'll have regular periods and the right amount of nutrients and you'll be a healthier person for your child. You need to eat fuel to sustain yourself. And I think the fact that you stop restricting yourself is honestly progress. So what I would recommend is once you have your baby, consult like a nutritionist or a um a therapist that specializes in eating disorders and read books on intuitive eating. And I would continue on this path of, you know, intuitive eating, what I'm learning doesn't mean eating whatever you want, whenever you want, just eating cheeseburgers. It's, it's listening to your body. So if your body needs a salad that day, you give your body a salad. But if you want to have some potato chips, you have some potato chips, but it just means you don't eat the whole bag. You stop when you're full you the food's going to be there tomorrow it's like retraining the way you think and rewiring the way you think around food so you have to kind of accept goes back to what I said before like this is where my body is my body is carrying this baby it is a vessel for life you know I need to best take care of my body so I could best provide for my baby and my family and myself Um, so I actually think 
it's it's really a blessing in disguise that for the first time in 10 years you're not on an eating like an eating um regimen that's my advice I don't really think there's anything else to add do you have anything no I think that was really good I think it's like upsetting that she is like saying that she doesn't want to pass it on like to Mm. her daughter I think she said yeah um but it's just like the world that we live in now that like that's something that she has to worry about for like growing up with a daughter um and I think it's just like so sad it's obviously easier said than done to just kind of like fix it but yeah that's a good thing to point out I think I think you to be the best mom you could be is to be a good example yeah and to be a good example it would be great for your daughter to see you not counting calories or struggling with food or limiting yourself I think I don't know because I'm not a parent but when I think about the way I want a parent and obviously it's so much easier said than done but in my head I'm like I kind of want my kids to think about food as neither good or bad yeah I want them to just be like oh I need to eat right because right. I'm hungry yeah I, I, instead of being like this is a good food mm-hmm. this is a bad food yeah pizza's good so it is bad yeah it's more just like okay you want a sip of soda here's a sip right but then give them water and juice yeah and, like and balance it balance it mm-hmm. I think honestly in life just they say balance is key but it really is yeah so I think the best example you could set for your daughter is just making her not attached to food in a negative or a positive way just like eating to live yeah to survive first living to eat that's yeah. what we joke and say because my family's so Italian yeah that we're like we live to eat yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Okay, and the last one, it's a little long, but you know, we love we love some detail. Hey, Alyssa, been a fan of you since you launched at Barstool, loving the pod and tuning in each week. I could definitely use some advice from you and the Tea Tribe. I'm getting married this June and my fiance just got back from his bachelor party. He went with his 10 friends to Austin for seven days. Wow, seven days is a really long that bachelor is party. Really long. It's just like the weekend. Right? He hasn't traveled since COVID and I was super happy he'd get a nice trip in with his boys. We laid out the ground rules of what is okay and what is not okay beforehand. Basically, like going to the strip club, getting a lap dance is fine, but nothing that's a sexual act, which he agreed to. But him and his friends seriously took this to another level and this trip was super aggressive. No, super excessive, sorry. Like, it's not like they hit up the strip club just once. They went every night and then two days had strippers come to their Airbnb for private girl-on-girl shows, private dances, and games. Oof. Technically, he kept his word to me besides the game and I'm just feeling sad and hurt because going once or even twice to a club on this trip wasn't enough. They needed to go every night. Am I in the wrong for feeling betrayed a little? I thought I was the chill girl who would be okay with him doing this sort of thing but felt like shit afterwards as he filled me in each day. Any advice on how to handle should this have been my expectation? Feeling conflicted. And let me clarify. He ended up licking whipped cream off a stripper's ass playing one of the games which in my opinion doesn't constitute normal strip club behavior. Thank you for being open and hearing me out and helping. First of all. This is a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot, but I like that he was honest. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I like there was a lot going through my yeah. brain. It was like, okay, well, first of all, if you have to kind of like tell him to set boundaries, I feel like you should just trust him. You shouldn't mm. have to tell him that he shouldn't like 
be sexual with someone else when Fair. you're going to get married. But I do understand like where she's coming from that she wanted him to like she was being honest. But then, yeah, like the honesty is what's throwing me off. Like he could have just left it and not told her anything. Yeah, he's like, and then wait, it's like um, Ronnie, the the note from Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, and then he stuck his head between the yeah, girl's yeah. breasts, yeah. <laughs> cocktail waitress's breasts. Yeah. Um, this is my stance on strip clubs. I think any girl that's like, you can't go to the strip club. You're naive because yeah. then they're just going to go and they're going to lie to you. Yeah, exactly. If my fiance wants to go to the strip club on his bachelor party, sure. Whatever. Because I trust him, yeah. I would hope. Exactly. So I don't think you're wrong there. I agree. Go to the strip club, get a stripper, just don't do anything. Don't cross a boundary. And I would hope the guy that I'm with, although it's fun, he's kind of doing it because it's like the thing you do, not because he's the guy that's like, into strippers mm-hmm. do you get yes. what i'm saying yes 100 like it's just the bachelor party vibes like everyone does that it's like oh last night before you're gonna get married like i want a stripper at my bachelor yeah, exactly. party like exactly it's, we've done i've done it at my friends and my sisters sorry jackie and <laughs> but they don't get fully naked like we yeah, always yeah, get just, just like, like for fun yeah, yeah like the person in like the apron yeah but like it's so fun right. because it's so awkward yes. and you're laughing and you're <laughs> giggling and you're like oh my god a butt's out yeah, yeah. um <laughs> So, like, I – fine. I agree with you. Like, I would have been like, you can go. But, like, obviously, don't do anything. Right. But I agree with Mackenzie also that, like, you almost shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. But I probably would because you just, like, are yeah, nervous. Yeah, just to get – yeah. Especially, like – also, the seven days thing is wild, and the fact that they had to go every night is a little weird. It also sounds to me like his friends, first of all, like, were they doing drugs? Because how are you, like, every night, like, yes, yeah, Excited to go to the strip club, <laughs> yeah. But it also, yeah, it did sound like the friends were kind of, and I think that always, ha- that happens a lot on bachelor parties where the guy's like, no, like, I don't want to do anything, like, the groom, and then the, all the, like, groomsmen or whoever with them is like, no, yeah. dude, we got to do it, like, you're going to be married And soon. then you want to be, like, cool. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, play along with it. I I think it's excessive. I think you have a right to be upset because it's kind of just, like, to be blunt, it's kind of weird. Yes. Like, it's just, like, how, like why, did you, why, do you, why did you need to do that? Yeah, it's kind of, like, a weird flex. Like, why do you need to go see naked girls every single night for seven nights? Like, what, to prove that you and your friends are the man? Right, like, yeah. It's kind of, like, a sleazy thing to do so i don't i don't know how to describe it yeah like it takes the fun out of it and it makes it like a little much which i think is what you're feeling yes like yeah go get your fun i think it also depends on his friends Mm -hmm. like maybe who he's surrounding himself with yeah which yeah again i think that happens a lot you know he was honest with you it sounds like um you do have a right to be uncomfortable and i think you have a right to kind of just be like a little pissed off i would be weirded out if I'm being completely honest Mm -hmm. it's one thing if that just happened and then he was telling her about it but the fact that she had specifically asked him Mm. to like not do that or like to not cross a boundary and then he went and did it like so many times or like they went so many nights she asked you to do that like you should respect her boundaries and what she wanted um but if it was if she hadn't said anything like maybe I don't know. It's such a weird situation. I it's feel like. also it's also like seven nights is so many nights. It's so <laughs> that's a long time for a bachelor party, I guess. Like that's just vacation. That's why I feel like his friends are just like party animals. Yeah. Like they must have been like Yeah. But the honesty is what's like throwing me off a little bit because <laughs> he obviously like felt bad about it. And unless he's 
because if he was honest about it, he, he's he's probably telling the truth. Because if he wasn't going to tell her, he would just not tell her anything. But this is where I sometimes think I'd rather not know. Okay, that yeah, I would agree like, with that. If 100%. you didn't do anything, don't tell me how many times you went. Right, and I'm not. I don't want anyone to ever lie to me. But sometimes with relationships, I do think ignorance is a little bit of bliss. Oh, definitely. Because I, even if you did nothing, I have nothing to worry about. But now that I know that you went, I'm pissed. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah. And if it's if it's something as little as like licking whipped cream off yeah. her butt or something. Like I let the stripper do it. Whatever. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I feel like a little thing like that I'd rather just not know because yeah, then it opens your mind for, oh, what if he did this yes. other thing too? I can't trust him now. So it's almost just like, don't tell me, honestly. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You have a right to be. Yeah, I was going to say that's if that was your question, like definitely a little sketchy. Also know that he was being honest with you. So I think that's obviously a good sign that he told you. Um, And I would reevaluate his friend's situation. Yes, that is very true. I'd be like, why do you want to be friends with these like boob hungry men? Frat men. Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to judge your fiance because I don't. But like, it's kind of like piggish to me. Yes. Like, why are you so, like... Right. And that all the friends could be single, too, you know? So it's like, if you're in an environment with all these single people, and they're like, oh, let's go out every night, that's just what they're going to do. I know. That's the other part. Because sometimes I think men succumb to pressure. Oh, yeah. They don't want to be, like, the guy that's like, no, I got a wife. Yeah, Like, I got a fiance. They try to play it cool. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. All right, girl. Well, my advice is take your time, be a little pissed, ask some questions and just be like, dude, what were you thinking? Like we, you know, one, two times, but seven, like relax. Yeah. I would be annoyed. Um, Okay. That's it for this week's Ask Alyssa. Now let's spill some tea. I told you guys I have some Hibblies and if you're new here, Hibbly is hate it but love it. It's when you hate something so much that you actually kind of love it. And that's how I feel about Addison Ray's dress last night at the VMAs. Was it the VMAs? The MTV uh, Awards? MTV Awards, yeah. I don't know if that's the VMAs. I yeah. um, hate it because if I was to wear something like that, the fattest part of my stomach and hips would be hanging out. Yes. Like, who could do that no, other than her? No, literally no one. <laughs> like, uh, that's literally the most unflattering part of a woman's body. Yep. And she just, like, is snatched. She looks so, so good. So she just put it on display. Yeah. So I'm like, girl, love that for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Also, the little nipple thing. Like, I have huge-ass boobs. That would not work. (laughs) Yeah. But she could do it. So it's kind of like, was did I think it was that fashion forward? Honestly, no. But do I kind of love it because it takes balls to do that? And it's her way of kind of being like, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. Yes. So it's a major hibbly for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I like, when I first looked at it, I immediately was like, absolutely not. What are we doing? That's not, those aren't clothes. Like, that's not a thing. But after seeing it on my uh, Instagram timeline for a while, I just kept seeing it pop up. (laughs) And I was like, after like, a third time I was like all right maybe it does look good on her but it's also one of those things like I see this trend on TikTok that's like is it a real outfit or is are they just skinny mm. and like people will like try in the outfit like it's Kendall Jenner wearing what a tank top yeah. and like low rise jeans and they're like all right no she's just like thin so it looks really good on it's her so true yeah but also Addison like I feel like she is 
she's not like super stick thin like which i love yeah exactly she's like athletic yes kind she's of. like built so like yeah. yeah exactly and like she looks really good and she obviously i agree it, off. it wasn't like kendall jenner or like bella hadid wearing right, it right. it was someone like she still is curvy yes exactly and i liked that because mm-hmm. i think that takes balls 100 percent. yeah um also what i hated was the blazer yeah mm-hmm. I get it you need something to, to cover, cover up, up a little bit but yeah. they could have done something else yeah. I thought the blazer was, it was kind like of random too right yeah it felt like a little like an afterthought like yeah. let's just throw this blazer on yeah yeah like it was almost like too baggy for everything else that they she was almost wearing. needed like um an embellished jacket that was the same embellishment as the belt oh, yeah like a cool um like chain yeah jacket would have been cool yes 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 like i don't know something to mix it up next time addison <laughs> next time next time you wear or that like outfit. sleeves that you could slip on would have been cool but yeah. i um yeah major hibbly for me but i support and i think addison is like really reminding me so much of britney spears in the sense of like they came up super innocent like tennessee accent blonde hair dancing and then all of a sudden they're like mtv awards like skimpy outfit i'm not a kid anymore and she was like making out with that guy oh my god making out with her so wild yeah who's like kind of hot yeah exactly i was looking at his um I was looking at his Instagram and I was like, get it, girl. Yeah, I know. But like, okay, now to just get more into the TikTok drama, Bryce tweeted something like, like, whatever, I'm moving on. And it's like, dude, she's an actress kissing her co-star who has a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you don't have to make a public statement. Like, you don't have to be mad. You can't be mad at that. Even if they were together, she still could have done that because she's an actress and they were acting. Exactly. why does everything with these TikTokers have to be like tweet about it? Yeah, it's so it's it's so dramatic. They it just, just want like the clicks. It just reminds you how young they are. Yes, yeah. It's like it's fine. Yeah, because honestly, you really think about it, you're like, if I was that young, I'd probably be upset about that too. But I would be. It's just heightened for them. But like, they literally, it's because they're coming in a movie together, and it was promotion. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not that deep. No, not at all. Um, and then Chase Stokes and Madeline, mm. what's her last name? Do you know? Klein. Klein. Yeah. From um, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. Oh my gosh, brain fart. <laughs> We're also kissing and they're just like so cute. They're so cute. I love that. It's funny because I didn't, I didn't realize until after I watched the first season, he's like a little bit older. Not by yeah. much, but, but he's she's like young, in his yeah. late 20s, I think. And she's young, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just didn't realize that he was older. Because no, they, yeah. all, they all seem like I think the they have age. a big like age difference. Yeah. But I think she's stunning. Yes. Like, oh, for I sure. I think she is beautiful. Yeah, I would guess that she's the same age as him if I was just like looking at yeah. her. But yeah, she's so pretty. I think she's fun- like funny too. Like Even just watching um, Outer Banks, I was like, this girl's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched it. And oh it, my gosh. I was like, I, I kind of want to be like, I kind of want to remind myself so when i rewatched the second season i know i know yeah i might do that too actually i forgot about a lot of stuff yeah and honestly it was helpful because i feel like the first time you watch something you're kind of on your phone you space True. out there was a lot i didn't pick up on yeah until i rewatched yeah, it definitely um and then i'm trying to all right guys i think that's it for celeb tea um, sorry if you keep hearing sirens in the background. They're probably not getting picked up. But if you are, you know, New York City, it is what it is. Um, I will be back next Tuesday with a tick, tick, 
Oh my God. I will be back next Tuesday with a TikToker that I think you guys will be excited to hear from. So don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, please, 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 please leave me five stars and leave a written review. It really helps me. I love reading your reviews and it just it helps the show grow. So, you know, share with a friend, tag me in your stories when you're listening. I will repost you, tag me in your merch, all the things. Love talking to you guys. And if you want, you could also join the Facebook. Facebook group. Everything's linked in my bio. As always, I love you guys and I will see you next Tuesday.